passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Bruins had their first preseason game of 2023-2024 season. 3-0 win over the Rangers at the Garden. Matthew Patra with a goal and an assist. Uh, Jake DeBrest scored a goal. Johnny Beecher scored a goal and Brandon Busty with a 29 save shutout. Bridget and Scott initial takeaways from the first, first game this, uh, this fall. Well, uh, I'd say all, all the names you just mentioned, I mean, Patra has, you know, kind of been in prime position so far in terms of who he's playing with, who he's getting an opportunity to showcase himself with in practice. He's been on the line with David Pasternak now in the game. He's on the line with James Van Riemsdyk and Jake DeBrusk, who were clearly the two best wingers that the Bruins had dressed for this game. Um, And he obviously played well, Uh, you know, scores on the power play, helps or does set up DeBrusk for a five and five goal. That line in general, you know, I think between the two teams is pretty clearly the the best line on the ice. Um, Beecher is, you, you know, We'll obviously get more into Potter and like his chances of making the team, but he has said he wants to, and you know, this is good kind of, you know, he's taking the good first steps and same with Beecher. He's trying to win a spot. Uh, we know that it'll most likely be on the fourth line if he does, but you saw him, you know, scores a goal using his speed to, to race right up the middle of the ice. Uh, I think he won. Definitely won more faceoffs than he lost. I think he was six of ten, maybe is what he finished. Uh, let me see yeah, one second. Seven of eleven. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the Nesson stat after the game had him at seven faceoff wins. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know he does that. I thought he, he made a couple good plays in the D zone, providing support, playing down low, and Brandon Bussey, you know, really was the number one star of the game. Obviously with the. 29 save shutout and some terrific saves, including obviously the the glove robbery of Johnny Brodzinski uh, on a power play chance that looked like a short goal on a pass right across the cre- right across the the slot, and you know Bussy just like out of nowhere flashes the leather. So th- those guys were were the clear standouts, and certainly the you know the center discussion continues to get more interesting with with guys like Potcher and Beach are stepping up. Yeah. And it, I, I believe at the end of our last episode, Scott and I, Brian was on vacation. Um, Scott and I were talking about how Patra is kind of the, the player that we are most interested in seeing how he performed in his, uh, in the preseason. And he, so he gets his first opportunity and he looked great. He didn't, 
he said that he had nerves early on, but it was hard to tell. I mean, he just seemed pretty smooth. And I think that the advice Jake DeBrus gave him before the game and throughout the game, he said, helped him. He said, uh, he told him, just keep it simple. And if there's no play to be made, don't force it. Um, and he, he didn't seem like he was forcing it at all. He looked natural. And obviously when you put him in between Van Riemsdyk and DeBrusque, he's kind of set up for the most success out of any of the, the young guys that were in there, um, working off of those two guys, his goal on the power play, he had Van Riemsdyk screening out in front, which is another thing that we know Van Riemsdyk can bring that if, you know, if you're a Bruins fan and you haven't seen much of a sample size of him for one reason or another he's always going to park himself out in front of the net potentially on the power play so we got to look at that as well from him um and DeBrusque uh, for some reason uh Andy Brickley made the comment that Jake DeBrusque looks like ready like um regular season ready or something like that and I'm like well he's like a normal he's just he's an everyday player he should he should look ready for the regular season obviously um it was some of the younger guys that we weren't sure what they were going to look like. And I thought that uh, Patra looked very good. Uh, Lysel at times was a bit quiet um, and he's somebody else that we can get into. Um, but the big standouts in terms of positive standouts were uh, definitely Bussy, Patra and Beecher. Yeah. So I, I think I want to start with, with Bussy just because, and there's plenty of good to get to regarding Patra as well. And Beach, as you mentioned, definitely Lysel. Uh, wanted to see more out of him in this performance. Uh, obviously, preseason is, you know, there's more games to go, but it, it's a bit of a sprint, right, to make an impression. And, but for, I'll just, I'll just say this and I'll throw it back to you guys. But, and I know it was one performance, but we know that, that Bussy's a, a very, very strong prospect going into tonight's game. If the Bruins, and I know goaltending is a strength of their team, but if if they are in a situation where they can move a goaltender at some point this year or next, whenever it is, right? I have, <laughs> I think I've seen what I need to know that I think Bussy could step in and be one of two NHL caliber goaltenders on this team. And I just think that, you know, yes, it was a preseason game. Yes, it was not against a full Rangers lineup, but he's a very, very strong goaltender. You can just tell the saves he made tonight were outstanding. He has a presence in the crease. He's he's got good size. And we watched last year with Vegas, like, you know, goaltending is the most important position in hockey, but you can find him more frequently than you can find other positions. And if the Bruins find themselves with a with a with a chance to maybe move one of their goaltenders at some point to benefit the roster elsewhere. All I'm saying is I think I have confidence even after just one preseason performance that I think this kid might be the real deal. And when I say real deal, and I think he could be a solid NHL contributor and potentially number one at some point. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like after last season, you know, I know we talked to both Andrew Raycroft on Sunday skate and Mark Diver when we had him on here and both of them were of the mindset that like Bussy probably needed another full season or, you know, most of another season in the AHL that he could really use the development time. And, you know, my feeling, it, look, Mark Diver obviously saw a lot more of him last year than I did. He sees almost every Providence game. But, like, I looked at it and I was like, the way he kind of just ran with that job in Providence, I know they kept splitting time, like, 
Kaiser and, and even Michael DiPietro still played. Um, but, you know, remember, like, Bussy initially was potentially the goalie who was going to go down to the ECHL. I think he even played a couple of ECHL games early in the season, quickly gets promoted and ends up being one of the best goalies in the AHL. Uh, 924 save percentage, which was third in the whole AHL, first among rookies. And it's like, I think I am more, Brian, I'm probably with you more along the lines of like, I don't mind just throwing guys in. Like, you know, I think if they're close, you can let them learn like the rest of what they need to learn at the NHL level. And whereas I think Razor and and Diver, while, you know, obviously very smart people who I respect a ton, I do think both of them tend to be more of like, they want kids to be almost overcooked before they turn pro. Like, like, they would they would err on the side of too much development time rather than not enough. And I get that. Like there's validity to that. But yeah, I mean it's hard for me to like see what Bussy really needs to work on, especially for like another whole season. Um it's not a bad thing for him to have another year in the HL. And obviously if all Mark and Swayman's stay put and remain healthy and the Bruins don't trade one of them away, then he, that's what he's going to get. He's going to get another full season in the AHL, and that may be just fine. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, if, if if something was there, then I wouldn't, you know, and all of a sudden you're going with Swayman and Bussy or Ulmark and Bussy, I wouldn't at all look at that and be like, oh, wow, goaltending just became a big question mark. I'd be like, no, nah, I, I kind of think Bussy's probably ready and will and we'll be just fine. Yeah, that one save on Brodzinski was crazy. But he had made a lot of saves before that that were nice. He had a little bit of puck luck, too, a few posts. And then that one time that uh, Regula took it off the line, it hit hit the crossbar, came down, and went onto the goal line. And then it was cleared out by Regula. So um, he mentioned that there was a little bit of puck luck, but there's no denying that he seemed very confident out there. But he was kind of hard on himself in the post game. He was like, oh, I could have controlled rebounds better. I think that, I mean, that's kind of just what goalies do sometimes. But he seemed a little bit nervous in the interview because, uh, you know, you're on TV for maybe the first time ever. I don't know. He seemed like a, he seemed like a nice kid. Um, he went to Western Michigan, was a goalie there for, I think, three years. and Maybe four. But, um, yeah. I, and, I think three. He, I don't think he yeah, played all four. I don't think so either. I think it was three years. And um, and so after the game also, Beecher was asked about him because he was in Providence last year and they were both there. And everybody was saying how, oh, this isn't the first time we've seen him make a save like that. And, you know, this is a nice – he's a nice guy. He's – you know, we trust him back there. And Montgomery said that, you know, if he doesn't – if he doesn't put up that performance, we're on the wrong side of the score most likely. And he called him the best player on the ice. So um, obviously – when you're someone, uh, you know, that that's never played an NHL game or you're trying to crack the NHL roster, um, you want to put up a performance that is uh, grabs attention. And now the buzz is, is going to be about him. The unfortunate part for him is he's not on a team that there's an open spot at goalie, even as the backup. So as of right now, so he, he kind of stole the show, stole the spotlight. And in the post game, they gave uh, on Ness and they gave Patra the, uh, player of the game and, and Raycroft was like, what the hell? No goalie love. Uh, so uh, I do think that, and even pasta on his 
Instagram put up the save and and like did the like the mind blown emoji and everybody was everybody was really enjoying his performance. He did a great job. Yeah, and and also I would also add that he's 25 years old and it's just there's a there's there's a point in time where I think he he's ready for 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 NHL duties and yes to your point there there are no current vacancies on the on the Bruins main roster but uh, I do think that that should an opportunity arise I think Boston should feel comfortable that it, in their their depth of that position and um, it's something that I'm sure that they they have eyes they can see that and they're probably gonna continue to explore the question for Boston is can you can you move uh, a number one goalie? Um, because I don't know. It's just not, it's, 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 it's probably a tough trade opportunity Be- because, because you're probably trading a number one goalie in return for your ideally a center. Right. And teams don't just want to give that up. And so it's tough to find a dance partner is my point. Um, but if they do, then I think they, got, they may have something there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's a, a market that Don Sweeney has already explored and has been exploring and, will remain open to like, I, you know, I don't think they ever got particularly close to trading a goalie this off season, but I absolutely think they checked around. They tried to see what was out there, what they might be able to get if they did move, you know, most likely all Mark, but possibly even Swayman. Um, and obviously, you know, never felt like that the prices were, were close to right. And we've t- talked about this before, but the Winnipeg Jets came to the same conclusion, which is why Connor Hellebuck is still a Winnipeg Jet, despite, you know, pretty openly being on the trade market. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, one injury somewhere can change that, right? Like, you, you never know. Some team that considers themselves a contender, their number one goalie goes down with some sort of long term injury, and next thing you know, they're asking around. So, yeah, things things can change. Obviously, my expectation as of now is it's going to be all Mark and Swayman, and you know, you're not what they shouldn't do. Obviously, and I don't think any of us want them to do this. Is like you don't trade one of those guys, you know, for pennies on the dollar because oh, we can we can free up money here and Brandon Bussey's ready. It's like now hold hold on to a strength of your team, you know, until until like the right offers out there. Or unless it's out there, and if it's not, then you just ride it out with those two guys again. How you have arguably the best goaltending duo in the league, and Bussy will, you know, excel in Providence again. You hope so. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure more performances like this and like a strong start down in Providence for Bussy would, you know, would make Sweeney feel pretty good about. Hey, continuing to just poke around and every now and then see what's out there. And and it, it goes beyond Bussy too. Like I know like we haven't seen them in a game yet, but Michael DiPietro has really stood out at training camp to me. I think he's made some some great saves, especially like battling down, you know, in close um, you know, drills where there's a lot of traffic around the net. Um, you know, Kyle Kaiser's had some pretty good seasons in the minors, so uh there's there is a lot of depth at goaltending just in general throughout the organization. Did you notice they they put a picture of Swayman up when they showed uh, Bussy's stats at one point? It was like it said Brendan Bussy, and it had like I think it was in the third period, and but the little 
face, like the little square that has like the player. And it was just Jeremy Swayman's face. And I was dying laughing. And then by the end of the game, they fixed it and they just put a Bruins logo because apparently they do wow. not have a headshot. They do not have a headshot of him on file. And I was like, that looks like Swayman. Oh, wait, that is Swayman. That's it's not his twin brother. They're not twins. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny. So I think a lot of people just tonight are learning who Brendan Bussey is. Uh, and you know the criticism. We know we have a lot of goalie critics in Boston. And you know as soon as somebody starts playing bad, we're going to be getting phone calls. Get that kid Brendan Bussey up here. Get get Bussey to Boston. Trade, you know, whoever it is that's slumping if, if that happens during the season. So we're definitely going to hear that. Um, did you guys want to move on to uh, – this is something that was kind of less of a storyline, I guess you could say, but um, because we didn't have a lot of the regulars in on defense. Saboral got a chance, though. He's someone we wanted to keep an eye on. And then there was uh, – Callahan was also in and, and uh, had some stretches where he did a really good job on the breakout. He also had one kind of glaring mistake that I noticed with – VC getting in behind him and getting a chance um, on Bussy kind of point blank. But um, thoughts on defense in this game? Obviously, it's a shutout. Um, what do you think of the defense? Yeah, well, worth noting right off the top, like Saboral also left with an injury um, in like midway through the second period. He kind of took an awkward hit in the corner that I don't think he really saw coming. And was a little hobbled. I thought it was a lower body because he was, it looked like he was like skating gingerly, but uh, Montgomery said after the game that it was a hit up high, which, you know, could be any number of things. Obviously concussion comes to mind, but we don't know that. Like they didn't say that. So um, Montgomery termed it precautionary. Same with Patrick Brown, um, you know, new center signing. He was actually playing on wing this game. But he, he blocked the shot in the first period, was clearly in pain, and then he didn't return to the game. Um, so, you know, we'll see if there's any further updates on those guys uh, in the next few days. But, yeah, the rest of the defense, I thought other – you're right, Kellen did get – have VZ blow by him on that one play. Other than that, I, I thought Mike Kellen was their best defenseman in this game. I thought he was really solid for 98% of the night. Um, just good. Can we, get a, can we get a PC plug in here somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Providence College's own. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he was he was good defending. I thought he looked calm with the puck on a stick. There a couple times he, you know, he's not as agile as like Matt Grizzly, but there are a couple times that he kind of spun away from pressure in a way that reminded me of like the way that Grizzly does that. Um, and gave himself some space to start the breakouts. So that was good to see. Um, yeah, I thought Riley Walsh was partnered with him most of the game. I thought he looked pretty good. But, you know, for the most part, this was a decor that we're not expecting any of those guys to really make a strong push. Um, certainly for regular playing time, maybe for a seventh or eighth D spot. But, yeah, that, I thought Mike Allen was good. And, you know, um, Ryan Mujanel. Providence's coach has been uh, was talking him up at the prospects challenge saying he basically had grown out of that tournament and he thought he was ready to, to make a push for the NHL. And, you know, if not, he, he was going to be relying on him as a leader down Providence this year. So, um, you know, clearly someone who's, uh, you know, I think doing a good job improving his stock. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I would echo what Scott said, and in, in the essence of of timing here, I'd probably just um, because as you mentioned, like none of these defensemen are really um, anything more than just organizational depth. I was more so focused on some of the players up front. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.